How often do we hear from everyday people? His stories from someone who look like you, work like you, live like you do. The good, the bad, most importantly, the truth. Because we're not all celebrities. We don't have a camera following us around to document our reality, but we do all have problems, issues, an elephant in the room that we continue to avoid in hopes one day will fade away. Well, I say, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Hello, ladies. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with Jackie Wade. Go around the room and introduce yourselves and let people know what you do. I'm Sean Massey. I am a director of clinical quality assurance. I'm also a dental hygienist. Hi, I'm Nikki Harris-Tolliver. I am a, a staff minister at a local church in Nashville, Tennessee. As well, I'm a student at Vanderbilt Divinity School. Well, thank you ladies for being here today. Our topic that we're gonna talk about is marriage and necessity. What made me come up with this topic is because so many women now are independent. They're self-sufficient. They have their own, their head of household. Back in the older days, women were raised to be a wife. Nowadays, with the world the way that it is, that's not really necessary. However, do we still view marriage as a necessity? And if so, why? I want to start the questions off by asking you ladies to explain to me what marriage is to you. I think marriage is what you make it and what those people who are entered into that agreement have decided it will be. For some people, it is a lifelong commitment. For some other people, it is a business transaction. I think it is whatever those individuals have agreed that it should be, that it is. No marriage looks the same. And so I think it's hard to give it what a blanket of a definition. Right. Like Will and Jada situation, like what type of marriage? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it's a, it's an understanding with each other as to what they need in order to stay together, but also feel comfortable in their marriage or free in their marriage. And I think that's a critical part to marriages is that sometimes you feel like you can't be yourself when you're, if you're in a marriage, you have to be able to be yourself and really communicate with each other to understand the differences that you need um, to make it work. Right. How likely, though, is it that we can find someone that understands us to where we don't have to change who we are? And I know that in marriage, some people feel like you're supposed to compromise. You are to compromise. How extensive is that? I think marriage is full of compromises. Yes. For me, marriage is a partnership. And in any partnership, there's going to be some negotiations. There's going to be some give and there's going to be some take. You're not going to win every battle. There's going to be some compromises yeah. on big and small things. And I think going in, you have to know that. That. Sometimes you got to get along to get along. And so the compromising is incredibly important. You know, I've learned that I want my partner to compromise with me. So it is essential. I don't know how you make it without compromise. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree. That's in any relationship that you have. There's going to be some give and take where you have to compromise regardless if you want to or not. And that's what I think helps to build a relationship and make it grow and become stronger is the ability for each person to compromise and understand, okay, this is what that person needs. This is what I need. Let's see if we can come to some kind of happy medium. Because if you're a selfish person, what are you going to do? When you compromise, is it something that you, okay, I say I'm going to compromise because I want this relationship to work? Or do you compromise because of how you feel about the person? Or do you compromise because it's expected? 
<laughs> you, you compromise because you want it to work and you want that person to feel wanted. My marriage is actually a compromise. Us getting married was a compromise. I never wanted to be married. My husband did. I didn't ever. Um, I didn't either. So that's a compromise within itself. And I think my husband asked me like three times before I finally said yes. It was like, hey, this person loves me so much that they want me to be their wife as much as they want to be my husband. So it was like, hey, let's compromise yeah. in this. I compromised one because he means that much to me. What is it, Anderson Pock? Do you want to make it better? You know, if the relationship means that much. Right. then you got to figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. Because I love my spouse that much, then yeah, compromising is a part of it. Um, and it, it doesn't seem as a chore. And I know when I was single, it was like, man, I'm not compromising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? But you have to, you absolutely yeah. Yeah. It, it just doesn't. And when you love somebody enough, you find yourself doing it without even thinking. Without even thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. With and, your situation with what you're talking about, like he asked you three times, that persistence, you can't dismiss it. I look forward to feeling that type of way because I've been single for so long. So I'm stuck in my way. That's a big decision to make to say that, okay, if I get married, then I can't have all the things that I want. And if I'm used to having all the things that I want, which I am, then it's like, is this worth compromise? As a person who has not dated in the last decade. So let me put that disclaimer <laughs> out here. For me, it became this person is more valued than the principle that I'm standing upon. I love him more than this whole independent. I value him and I value what we have because a lot of the things that I didn't want to compromise when I look at them now it's like that was Super small yeah. and stupid I will say one of the things I always tell people is after a certain point you ought to live with a person mm -hmm. before you highly recommend I highly recommend that period you can't really know a person until you share that space it's easy to go it's different just like you take off your clothes when you go home to get ready for bed, you can take off that face so that personality yeah. or that character. Yeah. You're, yeah, exactly. You're in character for two, three hours on a date yeah. or you may mm -hmm. spend a weekend with someone. Yeah. But then after that's done, it's like, okay, I can go back to being me and doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I you was the same way. To the bathroom, I to pass gas, you know, you don't want to rush. That is like after dating for so long, you just, when you live together, it's like, hey, do I want to get all the way out this damn bed to just. Right. And it forces you to have to make certain compromises right like I was the same way I did not want to get married I don't know if it was because I didn't feel like I had found the right person or if that was just my value I knew that I could be independent and still enjoy life but the older that I get I do recognize that I want someone to share that cup of tea with or take a nice walk through the park with or just enjoy watching a movie with or someone that can take care of you in the event that you do get sick so I think it's important to and maybe not have a marriage but to have someone that you can share those things with so if you feel that you want that partner to do that with do you settle just to have that partner no like, do you just say okay i need somebody like let me just let me grab this person like we're together no no Here because you, you, you've dated over the years so you understand what your standards are what your non-negotiables will be right so finding that person you do find someone that still fits that mold i would think anyway that's what I'm looking for, someone to fit the expectations that I have. And they're pretty high. That comes with
with that compromising. So we got to give up some of those standards. It does. And they're not superficial. The person that, that you're going to meet, they're going to have to do the same thing in return. They're going to have to give up some of their, their standards and expectations and say, hey, this is going to be a partnership. That partnership word is strong. It's like, <laughs> it is. It's a big word, but I prefer to even say partner than I do my husband because it, it keeps it front. We're in this together. When I thought about, hey, this marriage thing, he he's not getting off of it, you know? And I was like, this guy wants to partner with me in life and allow me to be me with all my proclivities because <laughs> I do very few things assimilate to the ways of what the world says. And he was okay with that. And so you don't do this without partnership in anything. For me, marriage belongs to the state. You can get the Pope to marry you. You live in Davidson County unless Brenda Wynn's signature is on that certificate. It don't matter, right? <laughs> it was developed to divide up property. So I wasn't hung up on it. But what I have always been hung up on is the ability to partner with someone. Will yeah. they see me? Will they allow me to do my own work as they do their work? Right. Um, and will they join me on, on this journey of partnership? And that's interesting because I know you said, Nikki, that you, because you're not from the South, so your beliefs are different from someone that's from the South. I was brought up on, you supposed to be married. At some point, you're supposed to get married. And this is what marriage is supposed to look like. And this is what you're supposed to do in a marriage. So I was one of those that felt like I'm mm -hmm. the rebel because that's not on my agenda or my checklist right now. And the more independent I became, the more it was not on my checklist because I'm able to do these things for myself. I don't need a partnership to make this happen. And then you have people who are in a relationship and they have separate bank accounts. They have all these things separate. But then you have some people that think that that's not supposed to happen. Like, oh no, we are as one now. Do you supposed to do everything as one as a married person? <laughs> like, is that is that the compromise? You Like you're giving up your... I, I think if it works for that relationship. So I don't want to say, I mean, for some people that works. That's not working at my <laughs> right? We're intentional in making sure that we keep our own identities. Yeah. So I think I'm that's, able that's to go hang out. To have that independence, yet still know when you can come together at the same time. I, I don't think... You don't regret the decision. You know, when you give up yourself and you look back, you start to regret some of the decisions that you made because you've lost that identity. But I, I think the thing is that we can't... You don't give up yourself. Partnership is me coming to the table fully who I am, removing whatever mask I I have I am fully transparent me right and I'm agreeing to do my own work and that other person is coming to the table doing the same thing fully who they are agreeing to do their own work everybody does the Brad Jelena or whatever you know yeah I'm still uh -huh. Nikki though before uh -huh. the pandemic I went on a girl trip with my girls uh, my husband was scheduled to go on one with his friends but the pandemic happened right we take vacations separately and then we have one together uh -huh. I'm always taking it if I can't trust you to go away from me from a, a weekend or a week, yeah, we don't need to be together. If I got to call you at, and I'm checking your location on your iPhone every five seconds and right. FaceTime, show me who in the room. I'd be like, hey, can you just kind of just air yeah, that? Like, <laughs> that's too much work for slide. me. You just like, oh, well, I'm here and you're doing mm -hmm. a panoramic view. Like, see, right. no one's around. Like you said, Nikki, that's too much work. That's a lot it's of work. It is. That's what it, it is. is. Work. Like you. But I think on the other end, my husband is a fireman. He's going over night just with right. his job. I never wanted to put him in a place where his imagination would have to roam either. Right. I think it's both and, right? There's trust, but sometimes that trust gets we tested. Yeah, we can yeah you know, I don't take advantage of the trust as well as he doesn't take the advantage of my trust either. That whole
whole checking in stuff. These things would have never worked for me. Now, if it works, it works in some people's relationship. They have to do that. I'm not dogging it. Just in our relationship, it doesn't work. Sometimes it comes from the baggage of a previous relationship. I know. Oh, from, you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, like for me, my, one of my previous relationships, that's one thing I did not like. I did not like the why you didn't answer your phone. Where you been? Like, and I try to do the whole treat people as you would want them to treat you. So yeah. I treat people as adults. I don't have to check in on you. I don't want you to have to check in on me. And it's not necessarily, it doesn't mean that I'm trying to sneak and do anything. I just don't want the responsibility of feeling like, oh, I haven't called him in a minute. He's going to be wondering where I'm at. Like at the beginning, we think that's okay. And you just, you decide you. to do it. You. And then, but then it comes to a point where you have to check that and say, I don't feel like I need to call you and tell you my, all of my whereabouts. This is what I'm doing. And you just have to trust me. Then at that point, you can determine there's trust or there's not trust. Can I deal with this or can I not deal with it? Yeah, I think it goes back to making sure you are in a relationship with a healthy individual. We all come from, we all have previous relationships, previous circumstances. Has this person healed from that? Because sure. whatever this person previously did to you is not what I'm doing to you. And I'm not going to bear the burden of that as well. And again, that's health. Making sure that that person is healthy, that they're willing to do their own work. Yes, Stephanie hurt you, but I'm not Stephanie. Right. You know, or, and I can you get over it? Susan, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, Can you get over that? And I'm not going to pay for her and what she did to her you. Her mistakes. Right. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. so like, yeah, you go, again, you got to do your own work. And that's a commitment within itself. So how do a person that says that they're trying to move on, they start fresh, you're in a relationship and you know that you had these issues in a previous relationship. How do you start? What does that look like to try to do the work yourself? I think number one is to identify what those issues are right. and then determine if it's something that you feel is valid or if it's something, okay, I'm being excessive. This is due to what happened to me previously. I need to correct it. But if they don't know, sometimes you can see what others are doing, but you can't see your actions. I think I'm normal, but I'm causing a pattern. Sure. Every relationship is creating the same pattern. How do you step outside yourself to say, okay, I'm doing something wrong or I need to get some help? Do I Well, you know, if you have help honesty help. in the relationship or being candid, that other person should be able to tell you, hey, I see that you are doing X, Y, Z. And then it's up to you to say, oh, to recognize that's what I'm doing and what can I do to fix it? No one can fix it but you. I've been known to go into what you may call attack mode. You say something, you find something wrong with me, I've got 10. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So what are we doing? So you tell me I need to work on this. What's well, good? I'm glad we we brought this up. So you need to work on, yeah, 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 you know, and go down the list of things. And then it comes to a defense mechanism to where it's, I can't even open up to you and, and tell you how I feel because mm -hmm. it's denial. Like you said, the first thing is to admit that you have this issue, but you go into a relationship with camouflage on. Right. And like you said, Nikki, at some point you need to live with this person so you can actually get to see who they really are. That's when that compromise come in. That's when that I'm stuck in my ways have to change because I'm stuck in my ways. And I'll be the first person to tell you at 40, my ways, they stuck, they there. So <laughs> and I'm so that I'm the opposite. You give me that criticism. I will not take the defensive mode. I'll analyze it and see, is this something that I really do? Is it something that I feel like I can adjust or change or do I need to work on it? And can it make me better? That's what can very, I do? That's or very adultish of you. <laughs> Or I may come back and say, no, I'm I feel like I'm, I'm good. I listen even when you think I'm not listening. Even if I don't admit that 
you have a valid point. It may sit in with me later and I'll make the correction. That's what I'll do. And they're quiet corrections. Like yeah. you may not I mean, notice that that's what's happening, but you've made me aware and now I'm working on it, but I don't have to verbally say that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Again, and it goes back to being in an honest relationship and being in a relationship causes vulnerability and you shouldn't be in a relationship with someone you can't be vulnerable with. Yeah, mm. that's true. Um, so again, when we bring come to a relationship, we're coming with our whole selves and kind of removing those masks. And so now how can I be vulnerable in this situation? Good question. Um, how? How? Some of it is I've just got to just take it. If my significant other says, hey, how you do this? I don't like it. How you talk? I don't like that. For me, what I do is I hear it. I'm usually one like, mm, whatever you talking about. <laughs> whatever, right? Um, but I do, I'll sit with it. I'm going to work it out in my yes. own mind yes. and play it through. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to ask for examples. Well, when did I do this? Tell me how I did this. Because sometimes, again, if I haven't seen it, I don't know. And then I go, I'll go talk to my friends and say, hey, am I aggressive when I talk? You know, whatever, you know, I'm going to go to them. I'm going to talk to some people who I trust their voice about my life. Mm -hmm. And if they say, yeah, you do that, then I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, all right, all right. So, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I need to work you, on this. Why you ain't say shit then? Why you right, say yeah. shit? <laughs> you know, I brought it up? Okay, cool. I yeah. see how you are. Then it's like, dang, I got to work on this. I got to try and get this together in relationships. Sometimes things that might not be a deal for me, it might be a deal for that person. I could be right in how I'm doing it, but it just might not come off right with that person. And again, it's like, well, do I want to be right or do I want to be in relationship? Mm. And I, I normally settle for it. I just, yeah, I want to be right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be right. Like, right. No one's right all the time. And it's not. And I can remember I was in a previous relationship and we went out and it was early. We probably was dating only three months. It was too early for you to give me any type of criticism, I felt. But we were out and we were eating. And I can't remember because it, I, the way that it made me feel and the way that he just had the balls to correct me, but he was like, I know we ain't been dating long enough, but you need to close your mouth. You like, when you chew, at some point you smack and I shouldn't hear mm -hmm. you smack. And I'm like, oh, this is our last date. Like, you can leave. <laughs> oh, How dare you? Yeah, and, and I, literally I did. I felt like that. And I was in my feelings for a minute. Like, no, I don't want to go out to eat with you because I don't want to smack in your ear. You know, that's, <laughs> that's how I am. <laughs> I would listen to myself when I eat alone and I'm like, damn, sometimes I do kind of, you know, mm -hmm. I don't need to work on that. And so I've worked on it. So, But you have to be able to appreciate the fact that they were able to. I to did appreciate it. it with you. It's like, it's because sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yes. And I felt like the delivery was a shot. And I'm like, oh, nigga, well, let me tell you what you're doing wrong. That's how <laughs> I felt. And I get like that. So when you say you got to sit down and be vulnerable, that delivery is very important because if I feel attacked, my wall gotta be up. Cause I have to so that's me. I'm blunt. Yeah. I say it and just be gone on and hurt whoever's feelings. So <laughs> and, and be gone. And I'm like, why are your feelings hurt? Stop crying. What the hell are you crying for? My spouse, he gets me on that a lot. My friends are like, yo, you gotta, I'm trying to do better. So once we have the stability, we have women who have their own careers. Some women are head of households and you have single women who are independent and successful. They have these bank accounts and they feel like they don't need a man. The man that they have is pleasurable. They don't look at marriage as something that's in their plans at all. And maybe that comes from they've been hurt too many 
sometimes their trust level was broken or they've seen a marriage maybe with their parents that failed and they don't want to experience that. What does that look like for you guys? When you said Nikki, marriage was not something that you wanted to do. Why did you not want to ma get married? I'm a product of a divorce. My parents were married over 20 years and decided to get divorced when I was like 17. And growing up in a household where the marriage wasn't healthy, and I didn't know many healthy relationships. Yeah. Things seem good dating. And if I can continue this, you yeah. know, we, we together, let me just stay here. It wasn't, I'll tell you the truth, Jackie, it wasn't until I talked to our previous pastor. Oh. I was telling him like, you know, Kevin is starting to get to the marriage itch and I don't know how much longer I can, you know, hold him off. And he right. was like, well, why don't you want to get married? And I said, because of all these reasons, he said, marriage is what you make it. Mm -hmm. And what their marriage is has nothing to do with your marriage. Yeah. I'm not one to tell anybody you got to get married. I don't think there is a necessity unless you need to divide some property, to leave some property some money to somebody but I do think if that is something you desire then go for it especially women who are independent who have built their careers who are no longer in their 20s or 30s the picking becomes a lot slimmer and there's a protectiveness of what they've amassed as should be and I don't think you should just throw your pearls before swine you should be picky you should get what you need but I think at the same time I don't think you should have to rush into a marriage just so you won't show up at Thanksgiving you know with your nosy auntie there's no pleasing people I promise you I got married we dated like five years when y'all get married we got married when y'all having kids right. we had <laughs> twins they like well, when y'all having another one you can't please them right <laughs> well for me I grew up in a single family home and my mom had five kids and did a phenomenal job with raising us she took care of the household did we lack for things absolutely but in my mind, I was so focused on being career driven. I want to have a career for myself, take care of myself. Kids were not in the cards and marriage was not in the cards. Now, did I date? Absolutely. Was in a 14 year relationship. After coming out of that, it did make me want to be independent for a while. And now I'm just getting to the point four or five years later where it's like, okay, what do you want to do? Do you, do you want to enjoy the company of someone again or do you want to remain independent yeah you have people who are single and when they think about the thought of marriage they think of the uncomfortable conversation of a prenup they think about the worst case scenario if this doesn't work and it's because of the things that haven't worked in the past the baggage the bad experiences the uh -huh. childhood my mom she was married my father died she remarried she's married now I come from a background of marriages and I've never been in a relationship where I felt like I love someone enough to do that mm. I don't want to do that I don't for richer for poor for better or worse I want better I want richer I want to leave the so rest. those weren't my vows yeah like I and, and I, they will and they will not be in my <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe that I'm going to push you motivate you and you will do the same for me so that we can build whatever, like you said, however our marriage wants to look. And what point do we discuss that we are willing to get to that level, whatever that looks like? And, you know, then that's the conversation. But to just say, okay, I love you, you love me, the next thing is marriage. Well, yeah, that's great. But let's talk about the rest of it. Sure. It is going to be something to where it's like, well, if you bad with money, and I'm good with money, we're going to be in the po house in five years, because you decide you got this get rich quick 
scheme or got a shopping habit or a gambling habit or whatever it is, and we're not seeing eye to eye, but yet we're trusting each other with our funds as one. That's something that's like, ooh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I want to do that. And I know that's the big thing. When I talk to like a lot of my single friends, that's a huge thing. I will say for our first couple of years of marriage, I was a bit miserable because my husband's money skills were different than mine. I used to wake up and check my account in the morning like, this nigga spending all my money. <laughs> oh my God, I'm a killer. You know, um, so. But that's a conversation, right? So that's it was a huge, it was a conversation. And I was like, I don't know how to broach this without being offensive. Mm-hmm. Cause my thing is like, hey man, you better stop spending all my money. Like that, <laughs> hey, hey, right? Like that was the conversation we was gonna have. Uh, and it just, it took a conversation and it was also creativity. We don't believe in that whole, you know, people, the man is the head of the household. Why? Cause you have a piece of anatomy that I don't have. Listen, I'm better at money than he is. So I lead the money part. He's better at medical things than I am. I get and a I cut, this don't feel right. Really good is that you all know what your strong suits are there and you feed off of that. So when we went to premarital counsel, we didn't go to like the church premarital, the Lord said this, da 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 da. We yeah. actually, our marriage counseling created kind of a game plan for us. Mm. Gave us tools, gave us language to deal with certain things that I couldn't broach without. Cause when you start talking about other people's family, like, I don't, I don't yeah. know how to do that, right? Gave us <laughs> gave us language to do those things. Also gave us tools and let us just kind of, hey, here's your strength in, in the relationship. Here's my strength. Oh, our strengths aren't the same. So you be strong in your area and I'll be strong in my area. Mm-hmm. And together we can create strength. Yeah, like, chores, um, like chores when you're younger. Like, yeah, you do these chores. And we'll get the house clean exactly together. <laughs> yeah, like for real. So it really became that way. But it, it had to, and, and we actually reviewed it. So when we went, when I was saying like I was miserable the first, we went back and I was like, hey, we never really kind of talked about this money thing and we became creative. So what I did was I would go ahead and pay bills, right? Bam, bam, bam. As soon as the money came in, I'm paying the bills. And I would leave in the account, for lack of a better word, an allowance for him. Right, yeah. And I wouldn't uh-huh. care. Yeah, without him knowing it. Hey, I would have got him a rush card. You better than me. Be like, hey, baby, when it's gone, it's over. (laughs) But I didn't take his, I didn't take his dignity. No, yeah, exactly. That's That's true. That was a very smart move. That was smart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So I take out what we paid bills. I take out savings. I take out what we needed. And then it was like, he spent all he wants to to just (laughs) go go for it. Again, do I want to be right or do I want to be in a relationship? Am I going to let a few dollars kill what we have? Eh, It wasn't a deal breaker for me. So it was like, figure out another way. I love that. Do I want to be right or do I want to be in a relationship? Because that's something I need to sit back and think to myself more times than not. Because it's a daily struggle for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do that subconsciously now that I'm older and I'm thinking like, is this really as big of a deal as I'm making it? But like I said, you go back to being stuck in your ways and yeah, it's a big deal right now. Like your inner self is like, hell yeah, it's a big deal. Like don't back down to that shit. You know? and <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning to walk away, calm down or, you know, cause I'm, I'm spoiled. What is the difference of settling and compromising in a relationship? So I think what's settling you really didn't come to any sort of agreement. You just let it be, which is not good because you're sweeping things under the rug and nothing's being addressed. And, and eventually that rug can't hold anymore and it's going to spill out some kind of way. Compromise to me is just sitting down and talking and, and deciding what can you give on? What can I give on? Let's 
meet in the middle yeah, and the middle. see what works. Yeah, that's a great uh, analogy. Settling doesn't require conversation. It just is, I take this. I think settling can lead to resentment as well. Yeah. Because you're not addressing the issues, you're bottling everything up and no one is really coming to the forefront and saying, let's talk about this, let's discuss it and, and understand how we can make this work. When you look at compromising, you can't keep score. I want to say that. Somebody always going to be on the short end. And, and if you keep a score, you might feel like you are on a short end a little bit more than the other person. Like hey. I, just, I took out the trash last time, it's your turn. Or I, you make up the bed, you was the last one out the bed. And I'm making sure I'm the first one out every day so you can make up the bed. Can't do it. Particularly as women, right? We're always going to be the ones to make it. Black women, we just make it happen. If the trash needs to be taken out, we don't want to take it out, but we're going to take it out. Right. So I feel like if we keep score, we always going to kind of come in on the, you know, we give a little bit more. How do we start to change that even? Because that makes women feel like, oh my God, I don't I don't feel like raising nobody. You know, I don't want to raise no man. So This ain't no John Gray mess, okay? <laughs> we ain't raising. <laughs> this ain't the hell is you ain't gonna call me an oversized coat and how you had to grow into no first of all if you're not a grown man this is pedophilia this is i'm a pedophile now you <laughs> ought to be a grown man so like I'm not raising you. Exactly. Again, I'm doing my own work. You doing your own work. Mm -hmm. And we, we've decided to join each other on that journey. That whole cleaning up after. But you have people that say at our, our age right now, I'm past the 30. So if you're looking for a mate, you're looking for a mate to actually be your better half or your equal half or whatever you're calling it. And you have men who are just looking for someone to keep house. It sort of speak. Back in the day, women were raised yeah. to be wives. They were trained to be wives. And now you have this new generation of people and it's like, no, I'm not doing that. Again, it's the thing of partnership. And you start that early. My husband and I have like, we've always had this agreement. If I cook, you wash the dishes. See, I or like clean. Or vice versa, right? So it's always like this whole sense of partnership. My mom um, just retired what, last year. She's been in corporate America all my life. She retired from corporate America for 40 years. She always kept her independence, though my father made plenty of money that he could take care of our household. She was still going to work. She worked. She was one of the highest ranking females in the bank banking in the wealth management banking industry. I wasn't raised to clean. I really don't know how to cook. I couldn't sew for a thing. <laughs> like, I didn't think I wasn't raised to do it. And I let him know that early on. Listen, if you're looking for somebody to cook, clean, be barefoot and pregnant, um, listen, yeah. those are early... <laughs> early conversations we had like yeah listen, i'm gonna be honest with you, i can't do it i can't even fake the funk that's, and, a but if you, that's because like now conversations of having a child at the forefront i just told somebody that the other day i was like listen if something happened with me and my husband we broke up he died or whatever like my first question before if we went to a restaurant on a date me and a dude the first thing would be like before they even get our order yeah. no i don't want the water let's talk do you want some kids? Right. You do? I'm not the woman for you. Good evening. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right now yeah yes. we're, at that, we're at that age but people are looking for that fresh start and they feel like it, having a kid brings a bond that you have you know with each other and it's like well because at our age group if women are thinking about getting married it's a conversation that needs to be. i think those are conversations that have to be um addressed early that's what women go through when they're thinking about 
is marriage a necessity? Because it is a decision that you have to make. Money, as hard of a decision as it is to have a, a do we need a prenup or not? Because how successful I am or how unsuccessful you are, how much confidence do I have that this is going to work? Do we start over and sell our house and have a house with both our names on it? Or do we keep our previous property? And if we do, what do we do with that? All of those questions are conversations that you have to have, or you have to ask yourself, are these things that I want to deal with? And some women say, no, I don't want to deal with it. So I'm just going to stay single. So that way I can do what I want to do, how I want to do it. I don't have to ask anybody before mm -hmm. I invest. I don't have to ask anybody before I make a purchase. I don't mm -hmm. have to ask. And, and that, for me, that worked. But then at the same time, I may want somebody when it's like, it's going to get cold outside. You're going to lay by yourself? Next time on Let's Talk About It with Jackie Wade. Sean, you're single. I'm single. Like, how do we decide, do I want to be right or do I want to be in a relationship? I've been engaged twice in my life. Some people don't get it right on the first time. Some people get it right on the second time. They're like, Jackie just scared of the aisle. I want to have someone to grow up with. A whole lot of things flash before me. Between me saying yes and actually doing the planning, it's like, I am giving up my freedom. How much am I willing to share? That's a little scary to me in my age. Asking myself, is marriage a necessity? And then you have to weigh the pros and cons, like, do we really have to get married? How often do you weigh those pros and cons, though? I wake up on Tuesday and it's, yeah, and on Friday it's like, not really. And I think those lists change as you, you know, as you grow and get older. I'm not budging on this. I think everything is trial and error, too. And it's, it's bad to say because, you know, marriage is supposed to be this permanent thing forever. I'm giving, like, <laughs> I'm becoming a slave. I don't know. Like, it's just... It's <laughs> What, really is, what, what is right though? When you say when you right, say, it's absolutely what you make it. What am I willing to give up? And I'll figure it out later. When we do pros and cons, maybe we need to do it with ourselves. There are always signs. I I've learned that there are always signs. I know a lot of women in the church that are like it revolves around the Bible. But you out here trying to save them or something? Like get out of here. It's wonderful Bible. I study it. It's a wonderful Bible, but it was written thousands of years before my existence. Show me a healthy marriage in the Bible. It is not the example of a marriage that I would want to be. Show me a, a woman who wasn't viewed as property in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably a Jackie in the Bible and they didn't tell my story. There's nothing to tell me about uh, what happens when somebody sliding your DMs. You know what I'm saying? What should I do in my marriage about that? How do you handle so, that? Society has this way of of making you feel like you have to go with the norm. Would you say that marriage is a necessity? I guess it depends on who you're asking. Marriage what? But if we dating a man and he like, nah, I'd be like, what you mean? We friends. <laughs> So you don't love me enough to marry me? Like what? It's a whole different conversation. Yeah, so what about you then? So what are we doing? Yo response better be, yeah. I, I mean I, I didn't I didn't think marriage was a necessity until I met you. Like Nick, get smart.